What's really going on back again with another episode? This is season four, episode three. As always, before we get into the podcast, be sure to follow us on all of our social media accounts. That includes Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WRGO Pod. Be sure to like and subscribe on all of our streaming platforms. That includes YouTube, where you can watch our videos and custom shorts. Uh, that also includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and now for the few people, Amazon Music. So be sure to like on that platform as well. Mackenzie and Henry, how are you all? Doing well, doing good. I'm running late because of Mackenzie. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't start with me. Don't I start. Just, I just wanted some energy. I'm just yeah. like, it's Sunday. I'm chilling. It was a cool day. Yeah. Indeed. So as of recording, we are recording this on Sunday, November 19th, and we are going to get right into it. We're going to switch the programming around a little bit. Usually we start with food for thought, but this time we are going to start with heads up. Uh, if you have been uh, somewhat on Twitter or on Instagram at all uh, this weekend, uh, the biggest story that we have seen has been the lawsuit and then settlement uh, revolving around Diddy and Cassie. So essentially this week on, I think it was Thursday, uh, Henry had notified the chat, to which we were both shocked that uh, essentially Cassie had filed a federal suit against Diddy alleging rape and physical abuse. Uh, a couple days later, I think it was almost as early as one day as the uh, filing was kind of processed, uh, they had reached a, a settlement over an undisclosed figure. Initially in the lawsuit that I had read, Cassie and her lawyers were asking for $30 million dollars. Um, in damages and claims. Um, so a couple of a couple quotes that we've kind of pulled um, since the announcement, Cassie has said, I've decided to resolve this matter amicably on terms that I have uh, some control of. I want to thank my family. Uh, I want to thank my family, fans and lawyers for their unwavering support. Diddy has since said, we have decided to resolve this matter amicably. I wish Cassie and her family the best love. Um I don't really know where to kind of start um, about this, but I think Henry and I had kind of had a very interesting conversation. Um, okay, I'm gonna say this: I called both of you all separately. So the first, the first question is, how much money do y'all think they settled it for? Well, before they, how much money do y'all think they really he really paid? We gotta yeah. at least take guess. My my guess is that it was north of thirty. It was. I was gonna say it was over thirty because I think it was north of thirty. In the lawsuit somewhere, it mentioned that someone maybe asked for this earlier. I don't know, or someone tried to give. The, that's why I was confused between. We're well, not really confused, but um, yeah, it just was a lot of detail. I think. In I think she got paid at least. A hundred million dollars. I know she did. <laughs> Why are we chasing? I, I, def the I definitely Why do. Are we the, 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 are we, so we all agree crazy. it was north of the figure. We all agree it was north of the figure. Oh, definitely way more than thirty. I honestly stand tall at at least a hundred million dollars because that was crazy. That um, was crazy, and people believe that. I believe that, and you know what? At the end of the day, what I think is public opinion matters a whole lot more than whatever you want to come with come up with and as as quickly as he settled she, he was he was whatever your number is call me up please i will put this away i definitely feel like 100 million i just i mean i think the the quick settlement um and then i, I mean then i think because a lot of people were saying why is she why is she going about it in court this way versus this way i think um from what i have heard from lawyers and i think this is a case in both of crimes of sexual abuse and physical abuse um that 
um, cases involving sexual assault are extremely, extremely difficult to, to prosecute because essentially what the court does, if there's not kind of like an immediacy and immediate evidence, and that always doesn't happen with sexual crimes, that um, the court essentially pins it as a he said, she said, and the process of convicting someone for that is actually very, very difficult. Um, that's just, I think, too level set in terms of why Cassie might have chosen to go about it this way. Um, because I think there's a reality that these crimes are actually very difficult to process in terms of actually getting a judicial penalty penalty as in terms of jail time. I think that's just level setting. I think that's like needed information for people to have of like, why is she choosing only the financial? Like people usually do not go to jail for rape and sexual assault. That's just like the sad reality of how our judicial system works. Um, but I think, um, Henry, to kind of pivot on your conversation, I think you and I were kind of revolving around, you know, what does power and what does success and what does money kind of lead to. But then I think you and I had an interesting conversation on kind of what accountability looks like um, two days after our conversation. <laughs> um, do you think you have a better handle on what that is? Because I think I still don't. And I think I have kind of some hypocrisy in what accountability looks like for me. And I think we talked about that. Um, well, um, and both like my conversation with you and with Kenzie, the parallel was morals versus like personal interest uh and when i kind of think about this and i laugh because when this case came out the lawyer or somebody on diddy's camp vehemently denied these crimes that means in no way shape or form do i acknowledge that this happened um, and then for them to, what was the word they used? No, I want to make sure I'm being very particular here. It was resolve it amicably. Am amicably. That word means like peacefully, no issue, nothing. So like when we use words, they have connotations, meanings, so on and so forth. So for me, it, I'm kind of confused <laughs> on what happened with the settlement and how it happened so fast. And I'm curious to know, is this the fastest settlement that has happened in the U.S. history? Because that was like two, not even a real, I don't want to say 48 hours, but it happened very quickly. Because the settlement, like per my knowledge, came out Friday, early Saturday morning. Yeah, um, like Thursday, Friday. Uh, so it, it, it's just like, one, me knowing how stories like this exist for like short periods of time already, like you just said, the act of accountability. And then the fact that he settled it so long, new stories are going to kind of die out by, let's just say, midweek next week. So he kind of scapegoats this situation very easily unless more stories come to come out. Um, so what accountability accountability looks like in this situation is confusion confusing to me but again to my point of like morals versus personal interest I think he is concerned about his personal interest so to McKinsey's point he was like he did what he had to do to resolve this very quickly and I guess with me reading the lawsuit I'm a little curious I, I want to know how it actually settled um because let's say he threatened this woman or you know did something very malicious and which for context is in the legal file which 
it's yeah you know what i'm saying blew so, up, he blew up someone's car that's so <laughs> i don't know how this that's where i'm curious i mean I, i'll say I'm this curious because I'll say this it, as you said, I think it is clear that, or Noah, you said, just explaining the difference between a civil suit and a criminal suit, because it was, I guess, technically, it was probably always going to end in a settlement, no matter how much it was. But I think that from, I can only assume that at the end of the day, she didn't, she declined the money because it was just in the sense of, I need to sell, I need to tell my truth. You're not going to silence me. I don't care. I'm going to, I'm probably going to take the money or whatever. And I don't want to put words in her That'd mouth. I'd be ignorant. Go ahead. Because how Noah started the conversation, if you were on Twitter, every, let's just say, N-word was on Twitter. Like, She's just trying to get a payday. That's all she wants is a payday. But like, if we like logically think about it, it's a civil suit, so she's going to get paid anyway. But yeah. I mean, or not. <laughs> I mean, or not. Like, right. We could have kept denying and it would have been a long drawn out thing. And, 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 so and, and, and as, that's why I said, let me be ignorant. Why didn't she let it play out if this, if she just wanted to tell her truth and she wanted him to reap what he's sown and whatever? Like, why I mean, didn't I think what frustrates me, I think, about how we treat this and so many other things is that I think people try to um, take the grief or take the process of grief from someone else and try to say, well, I'm processing it this way. Therefore you have to process it this way. And at the end of the day, I encourage folks to actually like read the filing. It like, it's really, really sad and really, really dark. And I think if you read the filing in terms of what structures allegedly Diddy had set up to be able to abuse Cassie, like at the end of the day, something tragic has happened to her. And for people to then say like, Hey, why is she doing this? Why is she doing that? It doesn't matter. She's processing her grief and her trauma however she chooses to. And if you have a problem with that, so the fuck what? That's how she is choosing to deal and address with her trauma. And I think too often we try to say, hey, this terrible thing happened to this person. Why are you then going about it this way versus saying, hey, Diddy, let's actually direct our questions to you or to your inner circle, to all the other people who are execs at Bad Boy or to the people who have worked with you for over 20 years. What have you known? Because I think the even when it relates to R. Kelly, we have yet to really ask questions. Not, I mean, we've asked the questions of R. Kelly, but of those who are intimately around him for 15 plus years. Jay-Z, you did an album with him in 2004. That's 10 years after alleged stuff happened. What did you know? And I think we have yet to really like connect those dots and hold others accountable. And like, hey, what did you know? But even, like, that's even where simple questions is, like that. That's where I'm going to say like, I'm not going to throw nobody on the bus here, but like a lot of people just don't care. Especially black men. I mean, that's that's, what you said before, the self-interest. The self-interest is always more important. Everyone is looking out for self. You know, it's about self-gain because even if you do know, are you going to put your career on the line to essentially stick your neck out for someone else? And if you don't have that moral compass, if you don't have that... I guess identity about yourself then no you're not and it continues even after this story like this was an explosive story but how quickly it went away 
Do I think that his close people that we always see him with are going to stop hanging out with him? His girlfriends, are they going to stop uh, hanging out with him? Oh, you you funny. <laughs> no, but that's real. That's real. Are that's they? Real. No, I mean, give, I give it maybe two or three months. It'll be, lay low. But then like in a couple months, we'll see it happening. And everybody's just going back all day, going about their day like. No, what? I agree with what she's saying. I said she's funny because she said girlfriends on purpose because she's talking about a specific person. I mean, but that's I no, mean, I'm no, I'm, but I mean, but then even then, <laughs> then like, Look at, I, I can't. I'm sorry to make a serious moment funny, but I'm laughing. I'm at just gonna you. say this because I really want to be team woman. I really am get some stuff off her chest. No, no, it, but you're asking, but you're asking a necessary and real question. Yes, girl, you cannot be with and it's and it's like. You can real question that needs to be asked, girl. And and I'll say this because it's not just men who play a part in this society and this thought process. Women are also when you see it happening, and you're not saying anything, or you're still going around with it. Because how many people that are in his circle that are women that I cannot believe if this was happening over multiple decades at this point, you didn't know nothing. That's impossible. And I just feel like as a woman, as like you know what it is, you know what it's like women are always i don't know any woman that really hasn't been assaulted to be completely honest so you mm -hmm. identify with that and you see that happening to another woman and you really just keep it pushing like that's just so crazy to me and i'm not saying that they it's all on them and they didn't say anything but it's just like you. But it's another worthy question that has to be asked yeah what is going on and i like, think it mm -hmm. goes back to Mackenzie's or well, all of our point, I guess, like self-interest. Yeah, that's all it, it has to be because I don't know what else it could be other than you're looking out for yourself. Yeah, and I think when I thought about this when I was putting this together, I think the thing that overall, I think in terms of the long arc, it actually made me like more disheartened towards I think actually what accountability looks like. Because when I thought about this, the for some reason, the first thing that I thought of was like Dr. Dre and for people who don't know, Dr. Dre has a long history of like violent physical abuse towards women. And there's a reason why, I mean, for my mother, ever since she first learned of this about Dr. Dre way back then, she has never liked Dr. Dre. And you wouldn't know that <laughs> based on, I think, how the culture and how corporations have openly put their arms around him. And I think that kind of gives a bad history that I think hip hop and culture need to kind of figure out and that the history of hip hop cannot be written without talking about men who have done terrible, terrible things. And none of them have seemed to have to pay account for it. And I think what is the most shocking and damning about it is that often the violence comes towards other women in the industry, whether you look at Cassie, Michelle, Megan Thee Stallion, Lil' Kim, like all throughout history is just other men rappers abusing women who are also in the music and entertainment business. And I think there is a larger conversation and larger questions that need to be asked, not only of those people, but the others who hang around them. And that's never happened. That article's never been written in terms of, hey, Kendrick Lamar, you're intricately linked with Dr. Dre. What would you say to a woman or what would you say to your daughter when they when she finds out that he used to beat Michelle? Mm -hmm. Those are the questions that need to be asked if I think we want to actually get real about this. It's not only just holding the individuals accountable, but holding the others who are so linked to them accountable. I don't think that will ever happen, but it's a, it's just like, it's really frustrating for me as someone who loves music. Like it can't, 
I digress, but that's a really big problem. But no, I, I I will say also, I recently saw on Twitter of how powerful these men really are because there are people who are trying to write those stories, but then they'll get shut down because they're so connected with the media and they'll shut a story down. And I don't know, like, obviously most of us follow Philip Lewis on Twitter mm-hmm. and watch this. And I still went back to my Twitter page when he tweeted out the story, it got way more retweets. But when the New York Times tweeted out the story, it definitely had, I feel like significantly less retweets and engagement compared to like other stories that I've other breaking news stories. I don't know, like that could just be a random accusation. Don't sue me. But I just it just seemed odd. And I also went to BET's account. I follow several BET executives. No no post. And I think that's no think, post. The Soul Trains Award is are coming up, and that's all they've been focusing on. Like, are you how how do you do that? And also the people that I follow are women. You see the story. I You're on BET, digital. You're not like I think BET <laughs> will be a very interesting barometer for this. Um no, because I, I literally didn't know it was time. <laughs> I don't know. I I um black corporation black entities or corporations or you know what I'm saying where we exist in these big conglomerate spaces, they're not gonna speak bad against this man. He's too interconnected. That's and that's just, sad. Yes. And and I think let's call let's call a spade a spade. That's sad. Right. And I think like, because that like, doesn't happen, this I mean, stuff keeps right. happening. Yeah, like, basically. So it's just like, I mean, we, we can meet back up in 20 years, talk about the same thing, different names. I, mean, I would say maybe That's in the what it's like, so like, you know, we might as well just pencil it in. You, Mackenzie, you know where our conversation was going with like the ideal of patriarchy? That's what like kind of institutes all of this. Money. I mean, I think it's I think it's a bunch of things. I think it's, it's a bunch of things. And, and I'm glad you brought this up, Henry, because then money would segue us into Kiki and um her her baby father because the conversation is i think that money does enable men to be these things these angry creatures and beings but also like men without money can also be a part of that too so i don't want to think like oh it's only these rich guys who's doing this like no it's people who are that established either i think it's just something with men and, and the patriarchy but i think the patriarchy still exists without money being the main factor yeah i, like I, I agree with that nobody i don't think anybody would say the patriot like the the idea of patriarchy is instituted within us being an american citizen i don't know i don't know about other countries because i'm you know whatever point in case Growing up as a man, you start to learn and condition yourself to operate in this world. And like how we were speaking about before, moral grounding. If you aren't taught to respect a certain moral code and then like you go out into the world and be like you choose what you, you know what I'm saying, have respect for. And then let's say you a self brought up person and you just was a dog and out here really getting it and had to like not trust people. And a lot of people messed you up like these things i think like kind of condition us to be the people that we are so to speak more into like the kiki palmer situation i guess where he was not like the breadwinner and she was that's him still like aiming to control the situation by doing what he did in my perspective because like 
you know, what else? You can argue his family background and history, and that's what he saw. And so that's what he like instituted, which agrees with the idea of patriarchy. Those men through every generation were conditioned and brought up similar ways with similar similar ideologies. I think this generation of men, um, not the air quotes, <laughs> I mean no harm, but men, they will be introduced to a broader perspective of what being a man and being masculine and all of that stuff means. But I feel like prior to now, the idea of what being a man is has always been the same or very close to like bravado, macho, take care of the bills, woman submissive, blah, 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 hyper-masculinity. So the like, funny thing is, I, I agree with you, and yet I don't think anything will change because I think um, because I think the, the biggest problem is, and I think once again, it stems from the top and that I think this country needs to figure out how we can better address sexual abuse and physical abuse. And I think as someone who knows someone who works, who's works in a prosecutor's office and literally focuses specifically on domestic violence issues, he has told me like, yeah, the biggest problem is that once again, it's a he said, she said, and also there's an added fear from the person who is being abused that at the end of the day, if they don't go to jail, they still might have to live with this person or be around this person. Who, and that just might, will only continue the cycle of abuse further and further. And I think you know, then it gets to a legal problem, it gets to a social problem, and there are all these other economic problems. And we keep trying to, I don't even know how we're trying to solve it, but it's like, it's a multi-layered approach in terms of making sure that this person is safe. As a country, we don't do anything to actually like guarantee that. It's just, we're going to try to prosecute this and it doesn't work. And then you might have to go live with the same person again, who was only abusing you. And we need to figure something out that's better than that. Because as of now, we're not really offering any solution towards these problems but i digress um mackenzie or henry henry anything else you want to add on these subjects i know we're starting off a little deep <laughs> i mean there are like organizations and things that try to like bring light to these issues so i don't want to like totally ignore those efforts i think the bigger problem maybe is like to support those people receive um and i guess that nah, i guess that goes back to the self-interest thing everybody especially in america literally i was talking to one of my mentors uh professor minor the other day and she was in italy like for travel and she was telling me how one the designer is way cheaper <laughs> but two uh, she was saying how they don't really prioritize work and they're they're having two to three hour lunches with their family and like doing that thing but in america we prioritize capitalism and getting wealthy and materialism over everything so i think that in the ideal of patriarchy kind of intertwines which in case to know its point is always going to be an issue um, everybody's engaged at their own level of self-interest instead of like looking at the bird's eye view of how do we resolve world problems like even Biden, which we're about to talk about in our food for thought, like him running for president is for his own self-interest. You know what I'm saying? It's not Why for, would you say that? It's not for the betterment of America. <laughs> He's 80 or so. 
It I don't is. Think that has anything to do with it. I think you have to be running for president is very ego driven, but I think yeah, there's there's levels. I, I'll say that. I think he justifies it in thinking that, I mean, we can go ahead and talk about this of like the Republican Party being the Republican Party. They're not having a strong member. So I'm the best thing that this country can do. That's probably what, how it's processing in his head, honestly. If he thinks he's the best thing he has to offer for this country. Who else is um a up and coming Democrat? High power Democrat. That's the problem. Us, we're not engaged politically. Oh, Kamala. He could hand over the torch to Kamala. He could, he, he really, or, or, or rather, she couldn't present herself as willing to do it. <laughs> and that's, he, I think if I were I don't hate me because I won. <laughs> Is he really still a part of the conversation? Trump? Really? Yes. Like, isn't he, it? Our agenda item says Trump leads Biden for but, the I mean, is he time. legally, is he Should legally, we be worried? Is okay, he like really, really didn't we just talk about debate? Is he a part of the or is this just like in general? Because I'm like, can he for real be on the ballot for real? For real? We just yes. talked about power, money, politics, yes. and connections, right? Yes. Okay, so let's just let's just get into it. because uh, <laughs> we're blowing away half. We just talked about like loosely half of our food for thought without actually like talking about it. Okay, so uh, the first thing is Biden has a historically low approval rating uh, as of a news poll that I read literally today by NBC News. Uh, Biden's poll uh, approval rating has declined to 40 percent, the lowest of his presidency. The, the new low number has been impacted by a majority of voters uh, disapproving of his handling of foreign policy and the Israel-Hamas war. An interesting note um, among voters from 18 to 34, 70 percent disapprove of his handling of the situation um, instead of talking about like how we got here and why, because we ask ourselves that every single time we talk about something like this. Um, I'm going to ask you both a question. and You all don't know this. If you were someone on Biden's staff and he said, Henry McKenzie, you all are my senior advisors. Give me one thing that you think will help me in 2024. What do you think I should do? I have my answer. I am going to wait. Hey, my student loans are buy me a house, please. It that was I think honestly, just pay off my student loans, non-negotiable. It has to be an executive order. already denied that. Nope, nope, nope. There's a difference. No, executive order. You've got it. Executive order, non-negotiable. I want it done now. Or you could buy me the house of my choosing. And if I was you, I would buy I would take off the student loans because if buy me something, something where I have equity within this country. That's really what it comes down to. Because the thing is, I feel like student loans is such a burden. And without student loans, I feel like a lot of people who look like me and a lot of people who just have student loans can also then start buying homes. I really do feel like that's the main burden. And, you know, it's about buying equity in this company. That's why I said either student loans or buy me a home. But you're going to buy me something major. Or my, okay. uh, what is it, 40 acres and a mule? Well, that's not realistic, but um, we'll take that. You'll we'll take your first two answers for one hundred, Henry. What is your? What would you advise Biden do? Oh, you didn't hear me. He should drop out because he's not gonna be able to get the loans. And you know, well, the, and then he would say thank you for your. This was hypothetical. This was like if we was on the staff. Yeah, he said thank you for your. No, but for real, like the students are literally the only thing. That's what he ran on. That's what we want, and, and this is the question I have for Noah. The like political person on the podcast is 
I'll see certain, oh, Biden's put this much money into student loan forgiveness, this much money. How does that get allocated? But nonetheless, um, yeah, like he needs to like just a certain, like if you have $60,000 in less in student loans, federal government has to clear it or some shit like the, whatever the executive order could be. It needs to just be an amount that can get clear because per my knowledge, He's already given money toward forgiveness. No, but, I would. I would have to say. I would. I don't know. No, I wouldn't say it if you have sixty. It would be like I'm wiping out this amount of people from everyone's student loan debt. It needs to be something like that. Period. Everyone well, needs to first, benefit from is this. That the revert. That's what I'm saying. Sixty. I, I, let me let me ask this first though. Of what I just said. Let me let me ask this though. If a Republican candidate came in and said the same, that he would wipe out the I'm, debt, I'm closing that, it out because that? that's what's gonna happen. And I'm no. closing my I'm closing my computer because that's it's what 100. Well, I guess that we don't have to talk about politics and who we would vote for, but that's what's gonna happen, Mackenzie. Mackenzie, that's what's gonna happen. That's no, what's gonna no, happen. It's not. And this it's is still not. the hypothetical yeah, yeah, room. We're still in the hypothetical. A Republican state. would never do that. Let's yeah, just. But I'm saying. just saying. You don't think one of them little Republicans gonna no, come to it? I think it would be smart. I think it would be smart, but, smart, but it's not. Do, do I think that they would actually say they would that? Never do that. They would never do that. You think they're gonna give black people free stuff to get an education or take up? Please, no. Get the hell out of here. You're right. They just go. They go. They gonna codify this. They gonna codify it. They're gonna be like, if you live in this district, or they wouldn't like, do it at all. They wouldn't do it at all. At all. Their version it, of that it, is getting, you know, I, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't okay, know. so you all, I think, are hitting the nail right on the head. I had um, three things kind of written down. One was he basically needs to executive order the plan that he proposed in the Supreme Court block. He just needs to just sign that shit and figure it out later. In terms of, I would almost say to try to make it more realistic to what Mackenzie says, I wasn't thinking about it in terms of just everyone. I actually think that's a better idea because then you can get the case of it's more equitable. Um, so I would say whether it's because initially it was 10 for just, you know, people like us or 20, if you got a Pell grant, I would say if you can figure out a way to make it 15 for everyone, even if you put a finance cap on it, say if you're making under five, I mean, initially it was 120,000 shit. I'd raise it up to like 250 impact as many people as literally possible the second thing that i actually feel like is more realistic not more realistic i would give everyone a stimulus how much, I, how much when i wrote this down i didn't it had to be greater than the number that trump oh, no i said no, wait, no, how much how much the stimulus I said, how are we getting a stimulus i want a number i want a number how much 1500 that's what I wrote down. It could be three. I was thinking more like five. Not realistic. I tried to be. I tried to be like. I tried to be somewhat realistic. And I only. But you know what? I only say that because has how we kind of soft mentioned. We've seen how much money they can give to X, Y, and Z to all these other people. So I think money is there. It's a choice of whether or not to give it out. If y'all wanted me to shut up about the Republicans giving us the student debt. Y'all need to shut up about this because why are they giving us a a a, a, a um? Because remember, they care remember, about us. They care us. Care remember, about us. As we're US just advisors. Citizens. We're just advisors. I'm saying, hey, are we still in the hypothetical? Yes, because I, I know. Then, because I think, if I if I okay, hypothetically, I'm Biden. Hypothetical I'm, no, 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 no,
again, how does that help? Okay, then pay everybody. No, 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 I don't know. Hannah, like, look, that's even if more you're radical. How, if you're asking be... how it helps, I will tell you specifically how it helps. Yeah, I'm listening. I think what I, and I think even what Mackenzie would say, is I think, hey, you have to give people something. You need you need to give them something to it. As of now, the student loan got fucked up. The voting right, like right, a lot right, of right. stuff has been effed up. And I would even say outside of your control, you had no control over Hamas doing what they did in Israel firing back. You had no control over Russia deciding, hey, we want Ukraine. You had no control over taking over a country that just happened to have COVID. Like that shit is outside of your control. However, you need something to attach your name to. And as of now, you don't have you don't that. You don't have nothing. You're right. I agree with you, but I ain't mean to cut you off. On some like, just you the political guy, but I guess I'm becoming him tonight. So on some like, um, me being the president, and then he can't just give money out per my knowledge. It has to go. I mean, it's debatable. <laughs> but I, you gotta go through the world. You gotta go through third, like Congress and all that, right? Executive I mean, order. What? Sorry, but like no, and 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 the funny thing is, Mackenzie and I are on the same page. It's like, and I think like to Biden's credit, you telling me he needs to just use an executive order power to show yes. Yes. the American people. Yes. I, and I say that because you just said he was eighty years old. So like, my thing is, if I am eighty years old, who really care? I'm like, this. or I wouldn't even say that. Actually, let me not. That was rude. Time. Uh, we time not is, Look, Biden. No. We. Biden Harris 2024 all day on this podcast. But look, time is running out. He only has but so much time to do something. He does not have time to go to Congress and put together a plan. Like you don't have that. You do not have that type of time. People are pissed. And the only way to get them back, because you will lose if this continues, if this trend continues to happen, you have the voters who would naturally support you. You just have to get them out. As of now, they younger black voters and younger hispanic voters don't have that thing that is going to drive them there we could rely on roe but that's just kind of like a general concept thing that is happening Wait, what should we rely on roe i mean the talking point kind of writes itself like hey if you elect a republican and a republican congress i mean they're gonna like adopt like a national six-week abortion ban like they no, will- so that okay so to that point i don't think they're amplifying the problems of what's happening in America and why this election is. Who is so- they? No, I. The funny thing is, Democrats. I think they are. no, I. I think they are. I think where, are. where, and when? No, think- we just had elections like a week or two ago. Yeah, and Nobody voters voted to like it. voters voted to like literally affirm abortion. That's not the issue. That's not in Ohio and other places. I guess I'm talking about in Atlanta where this really matters. It matters all over. If it was a, I mean, if, yeah, sure, but I live in a damn everywhere. It's on the cusp, uh, both of y'all live in progressive states. Both I don't think it has anything to do with that. I don't think location has anything to do with this. I literally, think I think it does because if my one of some, one, let's say I got a girl pregnant right now and we didn't want to have a baby, the closest place near is like Virginia, I think, and I think they just what? like that. It is for him. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, How far is Virginia? Oh my god! Like eight hours. I would still say that he. I mean, like I said, the abortion thing is already a talking point, and there's nothing that like. Crazy. I guess my question. I guess you know how remember when we talked about news last couple podcasts ago and how uh 
different demographics. So you're in McKenzie, New York, you're in DC, different local politics, what talking points, issues, what's actually getting spoken about. I can guaranteely say, like, unless I'm just being oblivious, abortion and the rights of that such are not like that's like people forgot about that. No, people did no, not. They have not. No, they have not. And where no. I I'm talking about from my no. stance. No, maybe that's also because you're a guy, but nah. Or or rather, it's it's not important until it, it comes up. And then yeah, realize the gap. Yeah, okay. I, the fact Personal that you said the closest place, the closest place for me is Virginia. There's definitely people sweating out there. That's crazy. Yeah, and and I think what I think Mackenzie and I would unity say. I'm speaking for her too. Um, I think the problem is that Biden needs to do something that hits people immediately. Yeah. He doesn't have time to do some policy rollout that like waits and stalls out. He needs to be like, hey, this is what I'm doing, and it's going to you're going to see the direct impact in a month or in two weeks he doesn't so have time stimulus or student loans he needs something he student needs loans. Something. my vote is no we all got to make a vote take a stance minus student loans henry what's your cause if you're on the advisor board <laughs> i would vote stimulus i'd vote stimulus stimulus of how much i'd say 1500 only because then you're getting voters who have not accrued student loans because they didn't go to college and i think that's even more important that's a big okay put, put it, put it, no no put it, put it no p put in my pr hat on then you bought votes i'd be like oh so you pay 1500 dollars for a vote so what <laughs> so what now you so buy what? a vote we pick winners and I losers. Guess, i guess student loans so then so then mckenzie i'm putting my pr hat on so what's a tax break then for millionaires it's not the same. It's not the yeah, same. Yes, no. it it's we're just changing. We're just changing the wording. Easy. We're helping people who are rich versus help. You think if I'm a billionaire and they I'm would, they great. would try to sue him for buying votes. Henry, what was your thing? Henry, what's your thing? <laughs> I was saying screw the votes to be clear, but like, pick I make one a good case. I make a good case. <laughs> no, he. They would definitely throw. They would. They trying to impeach the man right now. They would definitely figure out a way to. I say not. I feel like at the end of the day, we are gonna do all of this, and nothing's still gonna come of it. Honestly. Well, I mean, historically, I mean, a Democrat is. I mean, not a Democrat. So why are we wasting our Republican. time? I'm just like, what? Even a Republican. Like, like, never run again. Like, can we just move? Like, just get him out of my face. That's where I. Okay, am. so no, to that's <laughs> a good point, Mackenzie. So like, like, can we just like no, Mackenzie? On some real stuff, like after this Biden Trump back and forth, that's gonna happen for at least like so yeah once they move out the way who are the question mark question mark question mark because I, mean, I have um, names but i work in politics so that's different from my perspective but i mean <laughs> i work in this you know what like it always be maybe it'll, it'll be a shining star coming out of nowhere maybe uh, so i mean obama came after you would yeah, have never that, obama was that was like a once in a lifetime thing maybe not maybe not know. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm more inclined to agree very, with you, Henry. I think he was like a generational type of candidate, but I mean, you never, it always, if you think about it, if, like. If, if you really want to talk about money and power and powers that may be, them motherfuckers fighting to get their regular life back. I mean, no, but the, but the show, show, that 1%. I mean, oh, oh, I the funny to... thing is, is that I actually think that we're kind of like, not that like people who are rich don't have as much power, but I think people, and this is what I think people like don't want to talk about is that I think 
Trump got elected because Republicans were so pissed off with like the average Republican that they were just like, fuck it, I'm going to vote for this guy. And I think increasingly, I think people are going to realize that our politics is only going to get more unpredictable because I think people hate people in Congress and people hate people in power. And I think as we keep having more elections, it's not going to be your typical, I was a congressperson and I was a senator, then I was a governor. I think it's just going to be more people from outside because the average person doesn't matter what social economic level, what education level, y'all have college degrees and y'all are like, yo, fuck them people. So I mean, I think it's like even someone who wouldn't you have to then gain the support of the party? Because I guess like that for me, I feel like Trump was a backlash to Obama. Now I don't work in politics or nothing. I think it's I think but I think two things can be true. I think it was a backlash to Obama. But I also think they said you standard old typical Republicans who lobby for tax breaks that I don't ever get because I'm not rich. I think it's like if it's the one percent, then apply that. All Republicans are not a part of that one percent. And I think that's the thing that Republicans have yet to wrap their head around is that like, hey, your average voter is not some typical, uh, you know, white collar business person. It's an it's literally like a person who is making like average type of money. How are you talking to those people too? Like, and they haven't figured that shit out yet. And that's why Trump won because they were like, "Oh, I fuck with what he's saying. He's saying fuck the establishment. Yeah, fuck them people." Um. Well, fun way to like transition. Y'all heard the Rock might be trying to run for president. No, I don't want to. No, know he's not. Him. That's bullshit. I'm not even like taking that. Seriously. Okay, so Mackenzie Eric Adams, New York resident, go. I mean, I don't have much to say. I haven't read up on the story other than um, they're looking into his staff's um, emails. They confiscated they confiscated items. And my thing is like, <laughs> New York City politics is really crazy. I really do feel like this is like Gotham City. Like what is even happening? Because I've always called, and, and I'll say this because I feel like a lot of the stuff be just playing blatantly in our face. But I always thought that there was it was a joke that he's always in the mix and he's always like, where is this like where is this flossiness coming from? He's the mixy and mayor. And it's and it's right in our face. Like it's right in our face. And he just been getting along or whatever. But you know, they haven't proven anything. So who knows? He could be just like a Trump, just on the next ballot and nobody really cares. And we still vote these people in and it is what it is. So And at least I think who is Eric Adams? He's oh, he's the mayor of New York City. He's um, he's a black America's mayor. America's most mixy like mayor. Black, he's a. I want to say the second black mayor of New York mm-hmm. City. You got it. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he was a former Brooklyn borough president. He's a former police officer. Um, and yeah, he's the current mayor. He's been charged. What? Well, hey, I don't even think he's been charged, but the FBI is looking into some of his Honestly. campaign funds, basically. Um. And it's kind of low-key getting worse by the day. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's also just cutting budgets left and right for like... Yes. Oh, yeah. So he is... Um, he um, officially closed this uh, Brooklyn Libraries on Sundays, which is actually so crazy because he was... Or I don't know if it was him specifically, but before he came in, they were um, trying to close the Brooklyn Library significantly. And then Jay-Z had the exhibit... And I think when you go into the Jay-Z exhibit at the Brooklyn Library, it really brought a lot of people to the libraries. And I know that they have not seen that many people or that amount of people in years, probably decades. So then now closing the Sunday library, it's just like, what are the priorities of the city? Because when I would when I did go toward the libraries, people are in there using the the checking out books. 
on the computers doing work. There's kids in there in the children's library. Like it was still very active within the community. So it's just disappointing to see that happen, especially if you're then being questioned about funds and campaign and to funds. your and to your point Mackenzie libraries but we don't talk about enough libraries are awful often a tool of the less socioeconomically mobile yes. where if you don't have functional internet or if you don't have the ability to just simply buy books you go to a library like there is an economic component to a library that people like might not think about of like people go to a library some people are going not by choice but out of necessity mm-hmm not necessarily the best uh okay so now we are going to move oh did we want to talk about the trump are we worried thing i think we covered that i really do but i i'm yeah. not making a good decision here okay all of a sudden well be worried people trump is coming that's all i'll say um now we're going to go to, <laughs> to give us um, mother people would maybe like like never mind whatever i just think because, i think it's because of the war that's like what's really hurting biden i i hope maybe Maybe. I think it is. <laughs> He's giving so much money. What else are people like expecting? But like, okay, okay. Wouldn't Trump do the same? Exactly. Trump, that's why. Like, well, why Trump is he getting? Why do you think he's getting flagged because of that specific? And that that's the that's the unfortunate thing that like he's gonna take a lot of Trump slack. Like, like let's say oh, how that's gonna be this shit. Yeah, right I mean, Biden's not doing anything any other president would not do. I think that's like just a level setting. I don't think he's doing something different than Trump or like, I'm going to be keeping it up. He's not doing anything Obama would not have done. And I like whole. Unfortunately, we live in a democracy. Anyway, here's a wholeheartedly believe that. Uh, all right. So Henry dragged us back into food for thought, and I'm going to trail us back onto the road of heads up. So I'm going to give Mackenzie the opportunity to talk about a new show called Black Cake. It's so good. So Black Cake is a book first. So I, I guess I do recommend people reading the book. I did not read the book though, but it's basically about this woman who is older and she's reflecting on her story. She was, uh, she changed her name, new identity. She was coming from Jamaica. Um, She's mixed. She is, her dad is Chinese Jamaican, which was also interesting to me because I've always heard that there is an Asian community mm-hmm. in Jamaica, but mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. I could never like I'm I'm from the Midwest. I've never like my my brain literally could never wrap around that. It's story, not called the West Indies for no reason. Yeah, and I never really I guess I just never made that connection. But her dad is um Chinese and her mother is black or Jamaican, and um she's recanting her story to her kids after she eventually passed away. Um, but it's such a great story so far. Oprah is one of the producers. Hulu. It's on Hulu. Um, it's a weekly show, but there's enough episodes. I think there's like four episodes out now, but it's so good. And she's just telling her story. Even um, her husband passed. So he doesn't even know some of the stories that he's, that she's telling her kids. And I think it's just important to like, I don't know, live in your truth. I think it's just a great story of like telling your story when you are alive. Like, you know, it's also interesting. I, I, I say this because your parents have a life before you. And I think that that's the biggest thing that she's telling her story and her kids are just could never see her outside of being their mom. It was she just had a whole nother life and they were so shocked about that. So I think that was the biggest one thing. One thing I do want to flag. I feel like Hulu recently has, I think, like almost like taken the mantle in terms of like just producing like different stories across Mm -hmm. like the black diaspora. Like they've had this. They did Kindred. They did The Other Black Girl. There's a show that's based in the Dominican Republic called Dia de los Muertos, which deals with like Trujillo in the 60s. And I think like they've really done a good job of like, we're going to tell black stories no matter like where they are. So I think it is cool that like 
the story touches on Jamaica and like we don't really like see stuff like that, which I think is um pretty cool. Um I have here a question mark. Tim Scott dropped out, Republican debate. Um, I'm going to say quickly, neither of those things are actually worth concerning anything about. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Moving on. Um, so Andre 3000 has dropped an album called New Blue Sun. He actually did a very interesting um, interview on GQ that I would suggest that everyone actually check out. Deals with um, kind of about like why he chose to do this, why he honestly doesn't feel like rapping anymore. Um, I'm not going to spoil the interview, but I think it's interesting. Have you all listened to the album? I think I'm the self-proclaimed music nerd here. I have actually not <laughs> listened to it. I do. I actually have listened to it. I didn't listen to it completely. I think there was like two songs left that I didn't listen to. But you know what? I thought it was, I listen to the Calm app. I sometimes listen to, yeah. on my morning uh, way to work, I listen to ambient music. So like, I just kind of like hearing that type of vibe. I think it was very soothing. I think you should really submit it to the Calm app or some type of like meditation type of vibe. It's just very soothing, very chill, very nice music. I can actually see, and this is what I think is so cool about music and where we are right now is people, so many people are sampling stuff. I think that he's laid the foundation for people to sample this type of music from generations on generations on generations. It's very like a foundation type of music that I can hear people taking to do something else with it but i think it was nice so. henry you're from atlanta have you listened hello uh, no i definitely listened i i thought he was like trolling and was gonna drop at least a poem mm -hmm. something but it was cool to listen to because i am attempting to learn the practice of meditation and yoga in the best ways that i can <laughs> Um, and I think to Mackenzie's point, this would be a great album to just kind of unleash your mental. I was like, oh, this is some real grown man. Like I can imagine myself on my big property in acres when I'm older. I done crossed my legs and lit my, you know, um, cigar and wine and chilling and just enjoying the lay of the land. They say uh, that I feel like this was. A mature album and you can expect that from somebody like Andre 2000 who like he was never big on the like being a rapper and being gaudy and being out there and all that he was more so just in tune with his craft and himself and that's what I think a lot of people respect about him so to Mackenzie's point it maybe lays a foundation for it like you know how we're in that intermixed of new generation like who like whatever it lays a foundation for new opportunities of people who like maybe play these type of instruments or actually rap and have a more um i don't know mellow tone vibe or whatever to enter the game yeah and i think um i think the most interesting thing as someone who loves music is that i think um I hope more people do this, not in terms of like actually like do this type of music, because I think at the end of the day, Andre Dallas, he's like put in a lot of time doing this. Like if you kind of have followed him, he's been like playing the flute in like Starbucks since like 2013, just randomly. So this is not something that he just was like, oh, I woke up and I felt like dropping this. Like, no, he's actually like put in a lot of time on this. But I hope actually like more artists as they age kind of feel the freedom and comfort to kind of pivot to what they actually are interested in. Where I think, um, to kind of spoil a piece of the GQ interview, even though I said I wasn't, he just kind of said, yeah, I feel like I don't have anything to talk about. And I think that's actually a thing that I feel like 
a lot of artists today, whether you're like really old or honestly really young, they're talking about things that they think they have to talk about, not things that they actually want to talk about or are interested in. And I think collectively our music suffers because I think Andre 3000, the genuineness of his music, according to you all, comes across. I'm like, this is actually something that you wanted to do. And I think too often we don't have enough of like, this artist is making this type of song because they actually want to do this, not because hey, I feel like this is where the culture is going. So I just have to like make some watered down version of whatever Nelly song. I think yeah. we would all be better off um, for that. And I will say also, hey, I do- You're funny, like, you're I, funny. I feel like as I'm older though, I do sometimes, I just like to sit. Like yeah. I don't want to talk. Like even when I watch, um, I think about like sometimes TikTok videos, some of the best TikTok videos are no sound. They're just doing- whatever I'm interested in. And I think that like, I don't know, just as like, as you get older, I do feel like some things are better left unsaid. You don't just need to talk about everything. You know, you yeah. can just- Things uh, can be shown, not necessarily described. Yeah, with, with words. Yeah. So. Learning to appreciate things more. Great yeah. job. Silence. Great job. <laughs> uh, all right. So apparently I didn't put this in the doc, but I'm going to um, assume that this is true. Abbott Elementary is coming back in February. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> What's it's Sunday? We tired, but yes, no. If Abbott Elementary comes back in February. <laughs> Talking about, I'm gonna assume, like, Lord, you didn't I didn't hear that. You didn't really yeah, spell it, it out after they reached a 148 days, one of the longest work stoppages in Hollywood history. Because you all, you all know, we had Maisha on earlier. Go check that episode out. Um, the Mackenzie, you got a WGA, WGA. W Writers Guild of America. W yeah. Oh, Writers Guild. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> we were talking about the podcast. I was like, W. <laughs> yes. I know the podcast. I was like, you mean WRGO? Oh, God. Um, that they were on strike and they reached a deal last month to where, you know, people can receive their residuals, I hope, as necessary. I didn't read into it, but point in case. Hopefully we won't be here again, but right. But because of that, we get a new Abbott Elementary that comes out in February. So that's great to hear. Right and now. also, um, rap shit. Issa Rae's yep. show HBO is out now, and I love it. I don't care what nobody say. I am a fan of the show. I love it. It's starting. I, I like it. I've I like it too. People like I feel like hate but it. We support yeah, all. People what hate did Issa Rae say? We're rooting for everybody black on this. Yeah, show. but everybody don't be. On this podcast, we're rooting for oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On this podcast, for sure. I, on this podcast, for sure. Uh, uh, ultimate. Uh, House Ethics Chair moves to expel George Santos from Congress. If you don't know basically who this is, I think it's hilarious. Just Google search George Santos and read what he's accused of. It's very, very funny and sad that this person is in public life. Now, for the most pressing question of all, as this is a podcast that deals with politics, entertainment, the interweaving of both. As we approach the season of thanks, I am now going to ask Mackenzie and Henry. Henry is questioning my lead up, but this is audio art. What is your favorite Thanksgiving side? Ooh, mac and cheese, period. Dressing, that's not a side. How is that not a, that's not a side? Dress, I mean, mac and cheese is a topping. You know, that's a star. No, that's a side. You're right. Wait, wait, so then no, what is a no, no, side? No, no, no. Henry's forfeited his answer. He doesn't get to answer. No, 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 no. Y'all no. don't know meals properly. If you go, when you go order stuff, the side is always mac and cheese. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're talking about at a fast food restaurant where the protein is the main dish. If so we're protein talking about, is it the main dish here? 
if we're talking about a meal, some type of nutrition such as a vegetable and a protein. Oh, so but I like the side. That's my Your favorite thing. I don't really like turkey. If we talk about things, I will say this. Any, any, the protein way and a side. A side is like potato salad. Uh, yams, maybe yes. and mac and cheese, and mac and cheese. That's a filler. What's your side then? What's your side? Chicken wings, <laughs> yeah, it is dressing. I mean, that's a respectable answer, but that's stuffing, though, because y'all Midwest and up north. No, I definitely say dressing. Don't, don't. I say stuffing. How did a question become so controversial? I don't even understand what's going on. No, no, that's because, Henry, I think if we pulled, like, all right, boom. So, actually, if you are watching this, please add us at WRGO Pod. Uh, I think Henry thinks that anything, like, I think Mackenzie and I are thinking your meat, i.e. your turkey, is your main. That's anything not that the main not part of your meal. Side. But what, what is the main part of your meal then on Thanksgiving? What your is the meat? Your starch is... No, that's not, that's weird. No. The meat I'm is always the main. I cook better than both of y'all, and that's a fact. I don't, I don't believe that. I actually Allegedly. don't believe that. Both of y'all have, both of you actually, that's, both of y'all have been to gatherings in which I cook. And, yes, yes, okay, I have. So what I, I have. And, and when you cook, I, I, I thought that, that my mac and cheese was the main dish. My that don't make sense. Your friend didn't eat uh, something and she ate it and she said, oh my God, this is great. No, I don't recall that. Now you're making us stuff on a Sunday style. For those who are still listening to the podcast, if you've been to Henry's house, Henry, I have had your cooking. It is indeed good. Usually Mackenzie and I, we'd come over on a Friday and we'd eat on Saturday. And because you take- It's going to take long. It's marinated. It's moist. It's prepared. Barely. Oh, wait, Noah, what's your favorite side? Mac and cheese. That's like the only mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is a star. He really is. What are you, a fucking nutritionist now? Jesus. Yeah, mac and cheese is about... a starch. But what? what no, I can't. No. Oh, no, I can't we're do it again. We're going to go back down that, that loop. We're going to release a poll. Um, And I think, yo, Henry, you might as well have said like rolls or some shit. That's like the answer. <laughs> yeah, I think you were fucking say like cranberry sauce. You might as well oh, say yeah. that. Those are sides. Those are sides. Rolls, cranberry sauce, dressing. A roll is not even a side. That's not even included. Those right. are sides. No, stop, stop. Because we gonna those go. Are sides. I don't even know what you're talking about. How are those? We gonna do it. Oh, again. actually, boom. So here's no. So boom. I'm, I'm. I'm. This is what we do usually after the podcast. We have like our post planning meeting. What we are actually going to do? We are going to each tweet a picture of our plate, and we're going to see the pure and utter chaos. Hey, no, I can't do that, that is, this year because my mom is going to Washington with my younger brother. Who? Well, we'll, we'll see. I thought you uh, could. Cook. I thought you would cook. I thought you were the best cook here, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> how do you? I'm not cooking for Thanksgiving. If Why I was not? Cooking, Why not? My plate probably would look better than all of y'all's. But Henry's so not then do it. My so mom's not going to be here. So then so do I'm it. I'm not participating in the plate. Do it. Excuse me. Your, your plate going to be better than ours. So prove it. Y'all just submit it. Bye. Make yeah, sure y'all follow us at What's Really Going On Pie, um, YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, Instagram. Let the professional handle this. Thank you, everyone. This is uh, season three episode. This is season four episode three. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media accounts. That inc- that is WRGO Pod at Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Be sure to at all of us, depending on where we are on any platform. What does your plate look like? What is your favorite side? Be sure to like, listen, and subscribe on all of our platforms. That also includes YouTube, where you can watch this video and Henry's foolishness in full.
Have a great and happy Thanksgiving. Thank you.